0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCEN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. Thank you for joining us. We hope you're having a terrific holiday. You might even be watching parts of the Bears and the Lions as this game approaches halftime, Amal.
4: Yeah, absolutely right. And I just want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody's well and traveling safely. But, Mike, I'll tell you what, this Detroit uh, Lions team coached by Dan Campbell, third down and 16, and Jared Goff just had the biggest overthrow in terms of a pass that I've ever seen in the NFL this year. I shouldn't say ever seen, but uh, oh, it was horrible. Why not run the ball and force the Bears to use one of their two remaining timeouts?
3: Uh, they could have They could have run the ball from the beginning when they got the holding penalty. Look, um, all 20 minutes ago in real time, the Lions, with about seven and a half minutes to go in the half, had first and 10 at the Bears 29, up seven to three. What happens? First down, false start. First and 15, run play, holding. First and 25, false start. So now they face first and 30 from their own 49. They run a pass play that gains four yards. Then they run a screen that loses six yards. And on third and 32, the famous DeAndre Swift draw that he ran with three minutes to go against Cleveland on third and 14. They punt, and then they give up two pass plays for a touchdown. Bears go 65 yards.
4: (laughs) And the worst part for the Lions right now is no DeAndre Swift. He's injured. Uh, Mike, he's their best offensive player without question. Uh, this team is in trouble. It's just going to be a matter of how much of the Bears, it seems like, going to win this game by. Because they're already threatening again. 43 seconds remaining right now. First down and 10. Red rifle, 13 for 21 for a ninety-nine. It's like his TCU days
3: here. I I want to go through Survivor and yep. how the Survivor plays were made, right? Because there were 134 people left going into last night. They all got their plays in, right. okay? Here's what surprised me. There were 82 people that still had the Cowboys left. 80 of them used them. I'm surprised at the other two. Yeah. Uh, the second most popular choice was the Bears. 21, 14 took the Lions. 14 took the Lions. 15 on the Bills. Four on the Raiders. And nobody on the Saints.
4: I'll tell you, in terms of this game, I am surprised that a lot more people didn't take the Bears with the red rifle playing. Look, you know I'm a Justin Fields fan. Yeah. But the reality of it is I think the Bears at this point in time have a better chance to win a football game with Andy Dalton because even though Fields is better probably on the deep ball, uh, in terms of short and intermediate routes, I think Andy Dalton's doing a more effective job, just has the experience, seen, seen more things than Justin Fields at this point in his career. And it looks like the Bears, right now, they've got a second down and 12. They had to call a timeout. They look like they're in a position to be able to pull away. Now, Mike, I didn't see the beginning of the game. Am I mistaken, or did the Bears get the ball first?
3: Ah, uh, Bears got the ball first. Uh, they had a third and eight and dropped the first down pass and punted. The Lions then drove down and got a touchdown. And then there was no scoring until that that sequence of nine plays that I told you.
4: Can we get a petition going to the National Football League to stop the Lions from playing on Thanksgiving and even Dallas for that matter? Let's just Dallas let's, has
3: been what are they two and eight in the last ten years? Uh, let's start a bad.
4: rotation, get some good games yeah. here. I mean, you know, look, we watch these mm-hmm. games because there's not much else to do unless you're, of course, a college football, uh, college basketball fan like myself. A great game going on right now between UConn and Michigan State. One-point differential as uh, the little tantrum, better known as Bobby uh, Danny Hurley, trying to make it for what his brother Danny does over at Arizona State sideline. Uh, they're in a tight game with Sparty right now, Mike. As it's 60-59 to 59 with 30 seconds remaining there.
3: This is a game Michigan State controlled for much of the first half. Yeah,
4: the battle for Atlantis. But I just wish we had better teams. So, you know,
3: it'd be making more enjoyable on these Thursday games. This is a semifinal, right, in the Battle of Atlantis? Yes. Who plays in the other semifinal? Uh, you know- I don't have the off okay. the
4: top of my head who's playing in that Let's one Let's talk next. a
3: little bit about Raiders-Cowboys. That's the next game. Then we'll get into my top five, mm-hmm. which is revealed every Thursday. Top five NFL power-ranked teams. Cowboys sit at 7 C.D. Lamb thought to be out. Then he participated yesterday, uh, Tuesday. Then last night it said he participated eyeing to play today. This morning, when I got off the air with Mitch and Paul at 7 a.m., said likely to play. He didn't clear an independent doctor's review, and he is out for the game today.
4: Great information. I think it's going to be vital when you're looking at it from a Cowboys perspective. He is a key cog for them. Mari Cooper already out. Mm. So now you take away CeeDee Lamb. That's a big deep threat. You lose also a secondary complementary receiver. That, that is a huge blow when you're looking at it from a Dallas perspective, does this change your perspective on how you view this game? I full disclosure, yeah. I didn't touch this yeah. game.
3: I I would have been more inclined to find a 7 and lay the 7 if he'd have been playing in the game. I've I've used it either in money lines or in teasers with Dallas here. I didn't lay the, the points in this spot. I just I was looking for an excuse to play the Raiders here because you and I have talked about this. These Cowboys don't handle prosperity very well. We all remember last year against the Reds. That's how you advance and survive ingetData. Yeah, you head. had the Redskins. Yeah. On Thanksgiving Day, we saw McCarthy go for it and like with like five minutes gone into the game, win on his own 35, fourth and one, and then that faithful fake punt in the fourth quarter on fourth and twelve.
4: I appreciate you, you know, giving me the compliment I had Washington in that game, but yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. In Survivor like a job interview, if you don't get the job and if you don't win, you'd rather go out in week one, you'd rather go mm-hmm. out in that cattle call. Of interview when they're interviewing 400 people instead of being one of the finalists that doesn't get the job because the person who's runner up for the job gets paid the same as the person who got bounced early
3: on. Bears kick a field goal to go up 13 to 7 right before half here, Amal, as we update the viewers on this game about to go to halftime there. Total in the Dallas game 51 and a half. It's ticked down um, because of the uh, the news on CD Lamb.
4: Yeah, I'm not really surprised in this one. Uh, by the way, my concern about the total is is the, uh, the Raiders defense. But I think if the uh, Cowboys can get some pressure with Michael Parsons on uh, Derek Carr, I think it could be a bit of a situation for this Raiders offense.
3: How about Dak uh, props on the second game? Passing yards over under 272.5, mole. I'm going to go with under. I think Zeke's going to have a pretty big day today. Passing touchdowns over 1.5, minus 235, under 1.5, plus 170. Uh I wouldn't play the over,
4: but I think he gets there, and it's only because it's so, so juiced. At 230, you said? Yes. That's ridiculous. It's, I'm, is I'm hoping 170
3: for the, enough to tempt you on the under?
4: It, it was for a second, because I'm hoping for that defensive P.I., and then they just feed Zeke, and you get the touchdown.
3: I think you need to get Dallas out ahead in this game to try to hit that bet, because if they're behind, he's not going to be running the ball in the red zone.
4: Yeah, the problem is, though, the first two touchdowns that to put him ahead might be touchdown yeah, passes.
3: That's true. Um, look at the late game. Saints, uh, six-and-a-half-point dog at home against a Bills team that has been pretty bad two of the last three weeks. Losing at Jacksonville, getting stomped by the Colts at home, only a victory against the Jets in between those two. Which Josh Allen is going to show up tonight, and is this third game today playable for you, Amal?
4: No, it's not. uh, So many injuries right now from the Saints' perspective. Uh, I will tell you right now, Mike, I I will watch this game, but it will not be the primary game or the game with the audio on for me. It's going to be uh, Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi
3: State. Yeah, I feel the same way as you do. It, which is a much better matchup in the Egg Bowl, and we'll get to that in the next segment. All right, I reveal my top five every week. Last week, you even came up with your own top five. You did a lot of prep work because uh, Matt Barry was on the show early in the week. So I, I didn't do any
4: prep for Matt. I, I know Matt's story, so I didn't have to prep for him. But I did some prep for Mr. Tommy oh, Bowden. Oh, that's right,
3: you did some prep yeah. for Mr. Tommy Bowden. So there's no way you're putting. If you're your coming own on,
4: if you're coming on a show I'm on, I'm not prepping. I know you. You're my friend. It, you know, so that's why.
3: Okay, yeah, I had to go deeper than Woody Dantzler this time. Now, here's my top five for this week. Another tumultuous week with the rankings and shaking up the rankings. That the teams at the top, um, just you know, they, they they just cannot continue to have success week after week. Here's my ratings this week. You may disagree with them. I dropped the Cowboys down to number five, uh, off off the loss at Kansas City. Not a horrific performance by them. The defense played well. I thought they had some calls go against them. But, geez, you got to put up more than nine points uh, in a key matchup like that, Amal.
4: I would agree with you. I mean, it was just a very disappointing performance by that team. I thought if you're going to really show something, it is against that Kansas City defense. Um, You know, I I didn't – got to tell you, a guy that I really respect on NFL, he had the Chiefs at minus 2.5. I didn't touch the game. And looking back on it, I should have just followed him on that play. But Chiefs at home, less than a field goal is probably take on. And to your point, Dallas, you've got to be better. They've got to be more efficient. And Mike McCarthy, once again, you know, we've talked about this at length. The mismanagement of the clock. And I love the fact that Troy Aikman pointed it out in that game. He said, hey, look, if they call a timeout here, Dak probably doesn't feel pressure to get to the end zone because of the time running out.
3: When they got a first down in the first half with 40 seconds to go and I'm running clock and two timeouts, there was no reason at that point not to use the timeout. None. You can't. None. You can't. I understand if you have a goal to go situation, you're trying to leave, you're trying to leave Mahomes with as little time as possible. But you're still out there at the 25, 27 yard line. You're not even really secured of scoring yet. And they didn't call the timeout. And then of course he throws the fly route down the sideline and gets picked off. All right, here's a first time entrant to the list coming in at number four of them all. Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots.
4: Whoa. Pretty high. I think that's too high. No, but I have to tell you right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no.
3: No, whoa, no.
0: I I didn't expect it, okay? I should let
3: you three seconds. You let it sink in for three seconds before. Look, the defense has been very good. Can Mac Jones keep this up? Can he be so efficient on third down? I don't know. But they went into Atlanta and shut out Atlanta. We'll see this week with Tennessee coming in where they rank amongst the AFC elite.
4: I hear hear everything you're saying, but now that I'm Mm. thinking back on Mm. it, I think Kansas City, probably the best team in the AFC right now, and I got no problem if somebody gives pushback, whether they like Baltimore, Buffalo, New England, whomever. I just don't feel like it's cut and dry right now in the AFC. I think it's an absolute roll of the dice.
3: Funny you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs. They come in at number three on my list. There you go, And they are the top-seeded AFC team. Team. The next two are NFC.
4: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Go to your number two, please, because I'm not sure who
3: you got. I have the Arizona Cardinals at number two.
4: Who the hell do you have at number one? I have
3: the Green Bay Packers. I'm not going to knock them down off a loss in a tough spot against a division rival in a game that they – led in the last six minutes okay real quick
4: okay. i i got i don't like your cowboys at five i would have dallas at six i would probably would have like, the buccaneers yes, in the top five? yeah only that's
3: kind of controversial i left them out but it's not that big a deal it's, it's, i just yeah. feel like
4: okay they're both right there patriots and chiefs i agree with god you have no idea how much it pains me to say the patriots
3: not you think only, the cardinals should be ahead of the packers
4: I do, even though the Packers Rangers have that head-to-win head, to win, head, head yeah. Oh, Now, now you're in a... Well, a- no, yeah, no I mean, a- we heard a- it B- about a- Oregon. <laughs> I mean, for, we had to hear it for five weeks
3: about Oregon, but they beat them, but they beat them. Hey, at least
4: I'm not biased. No, I look I at it objectively. Um, I don't have that much of a problem. Look, if this is a postseason game and it's being played in Green Bay, I'm taking the Packers against the Cardinals. If it's down in the desert, I... Probably lean towards the Cardinals, so I don't have a problem with your call there. Actually, this, hey, this is the first week. I like your top five. I I just,
3: I thought about it for a long time. You have to be impressed that two out of three weeks they won with Colt McCoy. Uh, Absolutely. It says a lot about that team as a whole. If you talk about a resume like we do in college football, the Cardinals are the ones with the resume.
4: 100%.
3: Beating the Rams at SoFi. Okay, uh, when we come back, we're going to switch our focus to college football. We've got an Egg Bowl and other games on deck.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back to Odds On. This segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com f-i-n-d. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is on with Mike Palm, Amal Shaw. Happy Thanksgiving. To all of you, either watching on the VSYN app or listening on iHeart or any of the various methods that we disseminate our program, I'm all. let's switch our focus to college football, as you so love to do. Before we talk Egg Bowl and before we talk Fresno State, I want to talk about Mel Tucker. On Monday, Penn State announced a 10-year extension for James Franklin, coming in at $7.5 million per year. The kicker in this contract is the guarantee. The buyout. How much is it? For every year that's left on the contract, they owe him $8 million, more than he's getting paid annually. This is a 10-year deal. What are they going to do? Six years in, they're going to give him $32 million to walk away? So he's cemented there now for 10 years. Now, not to be outdone, the Michigan State Spartans, the Michigan <laughs> State Spartans said, any deal you can make, we can make worse, and just gave Mel Tucker $95 million dollars for ten years, nine point five million dollars annually. A mall that ranks him second among coaches. Let's take a look at the top four. Coming in at nine point seven million is Mr. Nick Saban, holder of seven national championships.
4: Well, he doesn't have eight, so I understand why they're not paying Tucker, him
3: more. Tucker appreciably is second. Coming in third, a guy named Dabo Sweeney. That boy at Clemson, nine point two million a two national titles. And coming in at fourth at 9 Millionaire, Mr. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. One national title at Florida State. Mel Tucker, no national titles. Hasn't coached in a bowl game yet, them all, 16 and 14 is his record. Your reaction?
4: Well, look, I think you're overreacting a little bit. When you look at Nick, Dabo, and Jimbo, they only have a combined 10 national titles. I mean, come on. They've, they've only pretty much, outside of the one, year, take away the one at LSU. So they only have nine combined. What does that mean? They've only won, I think, uh, you know, basically nine of the last 12 national titles, something like that. It's just, it's preposterous. You're you're overpaying for a guy they're going to regret this as a Buckeye fan. I'm sure people in Ann Arbor feel this way. Even though they lost the game, they were the better team against Michigan State. This is the best news I've heard in Big Ten play in a long, long time. This is unbelievable.
3: I promise you next year this team will be 7-5. and five. What's the over-under on national titles in Tucker's next 10 seasons? Uh zero. Not uh, even a half?
4: The best team that Michigan State had was what, back in 66 when they tied Notre tied Dame? Tied Notre Dame, Dame? Yeah.
3: Duffy Doherty. <laughs> I mean, come <laughs> on. Michigan State president Samuel Stanley Jr. said on the extension, in less than two years, Mel Tucker's leadership has already resulted in a program competing for top honors. Spartan fans around the country are enjoying the success of this year's football program. How much were they enjoying it when Stroud went 29 for 31 for 393 and six touchdowns in the first half? How much were they enjoying it three weeks ago when the Boilermakers put up 600 yards of offense against Sparty in West Lafayette?
4: You you know what I really don't understand is, look, Uh they're they're worried about potentially losing a coach that would have gone to LSU. Looks like Billy Napier is going to be the new coach of Florida. Florida. Yeah.
3: And, um... I think Matt Campbell is at going to USC or LSU, and I think if Matt Campbell goes to LSU, I, if Matt Campbell goes to LSU, which I think is a big mistake, what has Matt Campbell done at Iowa State? He took a top ten team and went seven and five. If Matt Campbell goes to LSU, I think USC goes to Dave Aranda.
4: I think Dave Aranda is going to end up being the best hire of, out yeah. of everybody here. Billy Napier is going to go to Florida. That's and, the
3: done deal, I think. Right. Well,
4: so they're finalizing their if they can agree on numbers this yeah. weekend, it'll be done. Um, in terms of LSU, they they are offering Lincoln Riley eight years, one hundred million dollars, and they want Lincoln to tell them no. Um, if Oklahoma
3: lo- will not match that, they
4: will not match that. And good for Oklahoma. You know what? Boomer Sooner has done well. They've had various coaches. You go back to Bud Wilkerson, you go back uh, you go or uh, Wilkinson, you go back to um uh Barry Switzer, Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley. You know what? The other three guys I mentioned all won national titles. Lincoln hasn't won a national title he yet. He
3: hasn't been close in a semifinal either. No. They have they have not been close. If Lincoln Riley takes the cash, and goes to Baton Rouge. Is the Grinch that stole defense going to be the next head man in Norman?
4: I think so, because of number one, you'll be able to get him at a, you know, probably $4 yeah. million a year, and I think he'll be the guy that transitions in. So many times the players currently on that roster want someone in there, and the Oklahoma defense, to his credit, has improved. Now, I've been a vocal opponent of his, but I, I still think it's a pretty good move for them overall. He's a young guy, uh, early 40s, I think 42, 43, 44 years old. But to me, would you make this move your Lincoln Riley?
3: I mean, obviously money's a factor. you have to go to the SEC anyhow, right? That's the angle on it, I think.
4: But I would give you this counter. The last two coaches at LSU that have won national titles have both been fired. Are the expectation levels at LSU unrealistic?
3: But the previous one that did not get fired. Well he
4: went he went to the yeah, NFL. I yeah. I mean, come on, I know. I,
3: I get It's only some. one only two out of three that are getting <laughs> fired. It's not three out of three of them all. Don't exaggerate <laughs> it.
4: Um I, all I'm saying is if you yeah. go back to the Jerry DiNardo years, you go back to the mid-90s for LSU. This was a program that was under 500. People at LSU are acting like they're Alabama. Alabama, to me, is the greatest tradition in the history of college football.
3: Where are the expectations, the most unrealistic out of Florida, LSU, and USC?
4: Great question.
3: I would say not USC.
4: No, I think it's Florida. Right. <laughs> I think it's Florida. Everyone th- you know They all talk about Spurrier like he's the Messiah, but Urban won
3: more national titles than Spurrier did. You got to beat Nick once in a while, and you got to win an SEC title. You really have to do that to keep your job. You know, you just got to tell the you know
4: the SEC media days you're going to beat him, and then he's going to come back with a great comment. What in golf? By the way, you beat did him? you
3: hear Nick's rant this week?
4: That was great. He's I right, it was terrific.
3: He's so mm-hmm. right. He uh, said when I first came here, they were happy to win a game. Now they're not happy if they don't cover. I,
4: I'm going to tell in you. Essence, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. No, 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 exactly. That. But if they
3: don't blow a team out by forty. But I have friends of mine that like that.
4: I, when Ohio State lost to yeah. Oregon, I got uh, several text messages. Oh, Ryan Day's this, Ryan Day's that. I'm like, hey, by the way, nobody
3: what? goes undefeated. John Wooden didn't even go undefeated. Ryan Day has had a terrific start to his career at Ohio State, isn't it? Unbelievable.
4: Uh-huh. Even if he loses this game this weekend, he's had a phenomenal oh, yeah. start.
3: All right, let's get uh, back to the games today. Um, not just the, the Egg Bowl. There's another game uh, in the state of California in the, in the Mountain West. Fresno State at San Jose State. The Bulldogs lane seven on the road. San Jose State has a chance to get bowl eligible here. They're five and six. They need this win. Total of 53. Are you tempted to take the seven because of the circumstance with the bowl game? Uh, this isn't a school that's going to say, the kids are going to say, ah, I don't want to practice. For no, <laughs>
4: yeah, correct. I think San Jose State would be interested. They had a great year last year. Um, I, I think they have got a shot in this game, potentially. But, Mike, I don't, I don't want to take seven here. I'm not comfortable with this team offensively. Nick Starkle has really struggled under center this year, didn't play as well as last year. And if Nash is in there, he gives them a little bit more bo- mobility than Starkle. I just think Fresno State's the better football team. A little bit of a rivalry. Remember, you got Fresno coming in from the Valley there, uh, San Joaquin Valley coming up to San Jose here, not too far of a trip. This Fresno State team quietly has had a really nice year. I think people have overlooked what this team's been able to do. You go back to that when they had at UCLA. And uh, Jake Hayner, he's a guy who's going to play on Sundays, has been terrific for this team all season long. Um, I'm going to lean towards Fresno State winning. Not to necessarily cover. I'm not going to touch this game from a betting perspective.
3: All right, the game you have circled today, out of all football, including the NFL, is yep. the Egg Bowl: Old Miss at Starkville against Mississippi State. Mississippi State up to two and a half now. Total 64 and a half. Couple of questions here: Is the right team favored? Old Miss lost to Auburn and Alabama. Mississippi lost to Arkansas, Alabama, LSU, and Memphis. And my second question is: This total too high at 64 and a half? Old Miss six straight unders.
4: Yeah, I think it is a little bit high. If you look at the Ole Miss games, they've gotten blown out of proportion, and I think this Mississippi State defense is good enough to slow them down. Also, the one thing you and I have talked about at length with Mississippi State's offense, it is an extended handoff. It's an, it's more of a running type of passing game. It's not just an air raid that the perception of the name is. Uh, you don't see a ton of downfield shots. And shoot. No, it's not no. a run and shoot. You don't see a, down, a ton of downfield shots here. Um in terms of this, you know, I said I'm going to have the audio on this game. i got to stand corrected. I forgot the game's in Stark Vegas. Nobody can't way to take win.
3: those cowbells.
4: Oh, my God. It gives you a headache. I, could, I mean, it's just the worst thing in the world.
3: Uh, Oklahoma State ticking up in some spots to four and a half now. Do you agree with the move, and did you already bet this game? I did. I took
4: Mississippi State when it was at one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like this one in terms of Oklahoma State. I took them earlier in the week at three and a half. Well, three and a half. we got a good yeah, number there. Yeah. Well, it was at three. I didn't get. I didn't get well, the best of it. And I also, Mike, I also took an under on this game at 51 fifty-one and a half.
3: I've got the under on the other game when we get to the plays and the Egg Bowl. I think that number is just out of whack uh, between those two defenses. They're still hanging these old miss numbers high, and they get bet down every week and they stay under. Uh, I want to move around a little bit. We've talked about a lot of these games. Uh Amal. Let's talk Wisconsin, Minnesota. If Iowa wins uh, on Friday, puts the pressure on Wisconsin to win. Wisconsin wins. They tie for the title, but Wisconsin beat Iowa twenty-seven-seven. Badgers do well against Minnesota. Go Sixteen never, out of seventeen. Yeah, they're laying seven on the road, in Minneapolis. You have a play on the game?
4: I do not yet, but I will tell you one thing. I got to go with the home uh, home team. I'm excuse me, the road team here. I, I think Bucky Badgers defense is going to absolutely paralyze this Minnesota offense. I like uh, Wisconsin in this game.
3: All right. Uh, We'll get to more college football after the break. A couple of more matchups we haven't talked about this week that affect conference championships as well as NFL teasers. That's next on Odds On.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN the Sports Betting Network.
3: The VSIN Black Friday offer is here and just in time since it's tomorrow. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 dollars midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VCN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus $20 to buy VCN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited-time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vcin.com slash subscribe. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Welcome back into Odds On. It is Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, I want to hit a couple of other college football matchups you know about all these these small teams. There's a couple other games we haven't really talked about. Wake Forest has a chance to win their division um, of the ACC. They need to beat Boston College at Chestnut Hill on Saturday they are laying four and a half with a total of 64. Now this is very strange. And I kept looking at the ACC standing saying, what do you mean they only have one loss? They lost to North Carolina. I wasn't aware of this thing that the Carolina game was not a conference game. Carolina and Wake scheduled a game in, this year and a game two years ago because they wanted to continue the rivalry that are outside of conference play. They play next year. It's a conference game. That's why Wake only has one loss. I'm going to tell
4: you right now. I did not know no, that. I
3: kept looking at it. I said, "No, they lost to Carolina and they lost to Clemson. How are they six and one in conference?" And then I read the story. I think Anyhow, they're laying four and a half. You like them here to win the ACC? Cover the four and a half, or just win the game?
4: Just win the game. I've, five
3: and a half now. Britain Hess says five and a half now.
4: I think Boston College is good enough with their running game to move the ball against on, on this anemic Wake Forest defense, mm. but I don't know if they can slow down. Uh, this Wake Forest offense enough. By the way, just can I make a quick plea to Jeff Halfley? You've got one of the best athletes in Zay Flowers. Yeah, you remember that Keyshawn book, Just Throw Me the Damn Ball? How about you just get
3: Zay Flowers the damn ball? Let's go to our favorite conference, Conference USA, Amal, where Western Kentucky sits at 6-1 and one in conference, Marshall 5-2. and two. This game is going to be in Huntington, West Virginia. Western Kentucky catching two on the road. The Thundering Herd are favored with a total of 73 and a half.
4: This is going to be an interesting game. You look at this team. If you have not seen Western Kentucky play, this team offensively is explosive through the air. And uh, Bailey Zappa, in terms of what he's been able to do offensively, has just been unbelievable. Leads the nation in passing yards. Mike, 4,640 yards in 11 games. He's going to hit 5,000 this year in just a dozen games. Incredible what he's been able to do so far. Uh, this Marshall team is going to be tough. This will not be an easy game here. What's the number you said?
3: Uh, Marshall Lane 2.
4: Uh, I like the Thundering Herd at home. This is a uh, obviously a revenge spot for WKU based on last year's result, but I still like Marshall. I think they get it done at home in this one. Uh, they win this football game.
3: All right, let's go to the MAC. Remember, Northern Illinois already in the title game yep. in Detroit. They win the West. This game will be for the East. Miami of Ohio and Kent State both 5-2, and two, and they play at Kent this weekend. Miami, a one-point road favorite, total 64.5 of them all.
4: I'm a little bit surprised that Miami is the favorite here. Uh, Gabbard and company, we'll see what they can do through the air. But don't sleep on this Kent State team. They've been solid all season long. They can move the ball. Maybe not as dynamic as this uh, Redhawks team, but I still think they're a dangerous team if you haven't seen them play. Crum has been effective at times, can be inconsistent. That's one of the problems. But if they can get a little bit of consistency out of him, I think they got a great chance. And, uh, Mike, i got to tell you, I like the home dog here. I'm a little bit surprised that Miami is a road favorite in this one.
3: All right, let's switch over to the NFL and talk about this week's games in terms of uh, teasers. Let's start with the Cowboys and the Raiders today. This game kicks off at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 on the East Coast. Cowboys are 7.5. Are you more likely to tease the Cowboys down or the Raiders up? Great question.
4: With CeeDee Lamb being out, with Amari Cooper being out, I'm going to go up with the Raiders here, and I would take a a 6.5, get to 14. Now, one of the things we've talked about this throughout the course of the season— Read the rules and stipulations. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but it's circa. Do you know what the rules are in terms of the teaser yeah. if it's a
3: tie? Yeah, it's it's not an automatic winner.
4: No, it's not an automatic winner. But I'm no. saying it's not a loser, is it?
3: No, that's what that's what I'm yeah. trying to convey. Because some places, some places, it's a winner. I'm all. I did not know that. You have to look at those. Some places. i seen if that one out here. Listen to this. If one leg ties and the other leg loses, it's a winner. It's very strange the way these rules are written. Tell you a quick story. Some are it's a loser. Some are it it, that game is just a push, right? It's it's strange. Tell you a quick story.
4: Years ago, a friend of mine and I, uh, he was a business partner of mine, we had a teaser in college football. We weren't that astute 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we bet a teaser in college football. The one leg tied, the other one lost. And he said, well, it's for a lot of money. I'm just going to send it back in and see. We got a check back in the mail. We couldn't believe we were ecstatic.
3: He people, you got to read the rules on everything, though. Cancellation policies. Absolutely. If the game in some places, how many miles the game gets moved? How many days off of scheduled start time? Pitching, pitching listings, all of that. All right, Bills, Saints, the nightcap tonight. Bills are six and a half on the road. Do You tease the Bills down or the Saints up, or you pass this game.
4: Oh, I didn't. You didn't give me that pass option on the Cowboys game, but I'll take it here for sure. I, I think Buffalo wins, but I don't.
3: I you always. Your contract comes with a pass option. Come on, Nobody ever says you have to bet every game.
4: Well, based on, I got a lot of criticism from a lot of people here at VEASAN because I pass on this, I pass on that. Well, listen, let me tell you something. If all these amateurs knew how to bet the end games, you wouldn't have to take the pre-flop. Listen, I had a great bookmaker tell me in town one time, he said, you should never bet a game before it starts.
3: He goes, the end game is such an advantage. Think about this, you could have got the Bears at the pick after the second drive of the game. Bucks, Colts, key matchup on Sunday, inter-divisional matchup, inter-conference matchup, I mean, uh, Bucks now up to three-point road favorite here. Are you teasing the Colts up through the seven?
4: Colts yeah. up. Jonathan Martin is a unsung running back, Mike. He's Taylor. Of, sorry, why do I keep saying Jonathan Martin? Who's he, Jonathan He Martin? played for the Dolphins. Oh, okay. He was in that Richie Incognito thing. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor, thank you for the correction. <laughs> Jonathan Martin's been terrific. Uh, here's my one concern. Which Carson Wentz do we get? Do we get mm-hmm. the one that the Colts mm-hmm. are playing well in Buffalo and have been playing of late, or do we get the Carson Wentz that we saw earlier in the year? Jets-Texans. No tease.
3: No. Straight up. Tyrod. Yeah. No, but well, you wouldn't tease him through the zero. I'm not saying I said te- no tease. Okay, the Texans are two and a half. So you do not believe in taking the Jets up through the seven.
4: No, I no, because I think the Jets are so bad at times they yeah. could easily lose this game by a larger margin. I like um You I, like just Texas like two and and half. I, I like two and a half. I think Tyrod Taylor is a difference maker, and you've talked about it. Mike, there is a level of confidence and the way this team plays with Tyrod, it's completely different.
3: I don't know how to really describe it or any analytics behind it, but to me, it's the biggest difference in quarter. It's even more pronounced that when Rodgers is out in Green Bay, when you have the Stanford quarterback Mills in instead of Ty- Tyrod. I mean, it's like they go from being an NFL team to being a Division One Power Five team. They're that bad; they're not even competitive in these games. <laughs> they agree. lose by thirty or forty, and they're winning on the road with Tyrod. Real, Tyrod.
4: Quick, real quick, I want to stay on Taylor for a second. Uh-huh. How like if you put him in a place like Cleveland with the talent that they have and Baker's mm-hmm. failures? I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily trying to uh, single Baker mm-hmm. out, but can this guy? How far can he take a team? Because I love quarterbacks like him that don't make mistakes, that don't turn the ball over.
3: He took the Bills to a playoff win a couple yeah. years ago. Remember that team went down Jacksonville, yeah. won a playoff game. I, 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 he's competent. He's smart. He won't beat you. He very rarely turns the ball over. And he has the ability, if he has to, with his legs to pick up first downs. Forgot about that. It's That's great very on important. Third,
4: third and three, third and four. You he got gets, everything covered up. absolutely gets to the keeps sticks. the drive alive. Yes. absolutely right.
3: Okay, Eagles-Giants. Uh, a lot of people down on the Giants off the performance on Monday night. I never saw a play of the game either. Uh, and the Eagles with an impressive victory, putting up 40 on the Saints. Look, Saints offense helped with that with the pick six. But they still ran the ball in the Saints defense that was ranked number one against the run. They rushed 50 times in that game at Lincoln Financial. Eagles, three and a half uh, on the road at MetLife. Do you tease the Giants up through the seven to nine and a half or ten?
4: I do not. I can't take Danny Dimes. This team is terrible. I mean, this guy is really worthless. By the way, uh, Britton, our producer, showed me the great interception that Daniel Jones threw in the fourth quarter against the Buccaneers. And even Steve Levy called it. He's like, who's he throwing it to through it's right to the Buccaneers lineman sitting on the ground.
3: Did the giants fire the
4: right coach and Jason Garrett. Okay. I'm going to tell you something and I don't have a problem. If you criticize me for it, I I don't think Joe judge is that bad. I don't criticize people. I criticize ideas. ideas. Oh, you see, okay. that was a reference you used for me. I always love that line. Well, it's true though. That, I wouldn't
3: criticize you. Fair
4: enough. Um, I, I think they've got some bad talent. Saquon is a number two pick. He's been injured. Daniel Jones has not been worthy of a first-round quarterback.
3: Um, so Gettleman is the villain here, not the coaching staff.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm pro-Joe Judge here.
3: Okay. Um, the Cam Newton-led Carolina Panthers traveled to South Florida to take on the Dolphins, who at one time were 1-7. and seven. Now they find themselves, I think, 3-7 and seven now. Dolphins are catching two at home. Are you tempted to tease the home team up through the seven? I am.
4: I 100% I'm not sure this Cam Newton led team can score. And by the way, that loss against Washington I thought was really emotionally and mentally catastrophic for the Panthers. I like Miami here with that teaser up. I'm with you on that one.
3: Titans, Patriots. This is the biggest spread uh, of the Sunday games. Patriots laying six and a half now up to seven in some spots at home. Do you tease the Patriots down or do you tease the pa- uh, Titans up? Look, this. Or do you uh, lay the seven?
4: What's the total on the game?
3: Uh 43 and a half? I think it's 43 and a half.
4: And the I would go under, and uh, as Mike looks at the screen to see the forty three and a half. Um I would go under, but I would tease the Patriots down. Now it's seven and a half though, right? Seven. Oh seven. Okay. I don't know.
3: Yeah, uh, it was six and a half yesterday. So you could uh,
4: I would tease the Pats down.
3: Uh-huh. Uh but I would also go under That's in the what I'm gonna game. do. I'm gonna go Cowboys Pats in a teaser. You know, I ran
4: into somebody today, uh, and they, they said the same thing. That's exactly the teaser they had, Cowboys and Pats.
3: Steelers go to Cincinnati. They're catching five on the road. You tease the Steelers up through the seven and ten.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, what's the injury status on Watton
4: Minka? That's the one question mark I would ask you before this game. It, it, based on them, that's going to be really critical in terms of how you look at this team because, to me, th- that makes all the difference in the world. So, Based on that Watt being questionable, if he plays, I, I would just take the Steelers straight.
3: We'll get an update on the status. And when we come back, I'm all in the playbook and our thoughts on Thanksgiving.
0: At LuckyLandSlots.com,
2: available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast.
3: Welcome back into Odds On. I am Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Thank you for joining us on a Thanksgiving here. We're in the midst of the Lions and Bears. No scoring in the second half here so far, Amal. Bears take over, about seven and a half minutes left, uh, still up 13 to 7, as the Lions unable to down the punt inside the five. As the gunner had no idea where the ball was.
4: Yeah, I'm going to tell you, hopefully you're listening, but you're also watching this game because (laughs) this was one of the worst plays I've ever seen. The ball should have been easily down inside the five-yard line, probably at the two or the three-yard line, and the gunner doesn't even have a clue, Mike. I mean, it was absolutely just horrible in terms of the play that we saw
3: to the Detroit Lions. Okay, Amal, let's get to our plays. We'll start with you. You've got a college football play.
4: Yeah, the the Egg Bowl tonight. I like Mississippi State at home in Stark Vegas. I think this team has gone under the radar uh, throughout the majority of the season. Matt Corral, and rightfully so, Ole Miss has gotten a lot of the pub. But I think Mississippi State's been the better football team, and I think the difference, in Mike, in this game is that it's at home. If this game were in Oxford, I would probably roll with Ole Miss, but I like this Mississippi State defense. I think they win this football game, and I think this number might have ticked up to 2.5 you said earlier.
3: Yeah, uh, it has ticked up to two and a half. You I, you bet it in. At I got two? actually. I got, no. I actually got one, and, one a half, and a half, but I wanted to give the number a two because that's the
4: cur- the current number. I thought that was available. Are you
3: surprised by the move from one and a half to two and a half. I know you like the side, but I no. didn't know that the public would be would be on Mississippi State here.
4: You know, I did a show yesterday. and We were talking about this game, and I said I like Mississippi State, and then one of the hosts agreed with me. I, I thought this was a game where it's you know. Because of how good some of the teams are in the SEC West, particularly Alabama and then of course AM and the offense for Ole Miss, I don't think enough people give credit to this Mississippi State defense and also the job that Will Rogers and them have done. You know, you're not overly enamored with Will Rogers because you got Bryce Young, you got Matt Corral in that division, but they've been very good.
3: You went two and two yesterday, a vicious beat in the Ohio State, Florida game.
4: Gators are laying two and a half in that game. I have Ohio State plus two and a half. Ohio State's pretty much leading this thing against the spread wire to wire, but even on the scoreboard itself. Uh, E.J. Liddell misses a shot, and then Tyree Appleby hits a three-point shot uh, towards the end of that game. Mike, I'm out at dinner last night in the forum shops. I wanted to take my phone <laughs> and just absolutely throw it across the room. I couldn't believe it. It was so bad. I saw the highlight come across with the buzzer beater. I, I just put it on my phone. I, I put the Fox Sports bad. app on it. I'm watching it. I said, are you kidding me? A three-pointer?
3: All right, let's go to the playbook. Had a small winner yesterday with the under in QPR and QPR in the championship lead in England. I'm on the same game as you in terms of the biggest play that I have. I like the under in the Egg Bowl in Starkville. 64-and-a-half. Ole Miss now has played six consecutive games under, and the Mississippi State defense is underrated.
4: I, you know why I like your play? Because, number one, I like the number. It's high. But the other thing I like about your plays, Mike, there's going to be a possibility or probability. If you're not comfortable with it, you'll be able to
3: get off the yeah. number in the game. Uh, I have a two-unit. That's a three-unit play. A two-unit play, I think this number is going to go the other way. I thought. Th- I wish I'd have bet the opener. Seattle favored uh, favored a Monday night against the, the the football team traveling across the country as poorly as they've played. I'll take the football team at a pick right now. I think this game closes close to three uh, for the football team, and then the the six point two team teaser. Cowboys down to one and a half, and the Patriots uh, down to a half against the Titans on Sunday. Let's get back. We were talking Steelers, Bengals, um, uh, Steelers and Bengals, them um, all. You asked about the injury uh, on on Minka and Watt. You have an update?
4: Yeah, Minka's going to play. He's not on the injury list, and TJ yeah. Watt questionable with the hip issue. Um, look, that's going to be critical. He is an absolute difference maker, probably uh for my money the second best defensive player in the NFL right now behind Aaron Donald overall and I think the best rusher pass rusher in the NFL. All
3: right, let's continue on in the NFL with the teaser possibilities. Falcons on the road in Florida against Jacksonville. Falcons are a 2 point favorite on the road. Do you tease the Jags up through the 3 and the 7? Can we just move on to another game? I'd like to take a pass. Chargers are at Mile High against the Broncos. Chargers a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. If you like the Chargers in this spot, or might UT is the Fighting Fangios up through the three-and-seven to eight-and-a-half?
4: I'll take the Fighting Fangios up. I yeah. think this Denver defense is good enough to get a couple of stops, but I also think the Chargers defense has major issues. I think Denver will be able to move the ball just enough. Um, I, don't, I don't like this game particularly, but I just think Denver being at home.
3: I chose this is the game I want the least to do with this week. Um, Rams and, at Packers. Rams are favored here. Roger's status, obviously, the issue. He showed his toe, if you saw this video, because people were calling it COVID again, right? Calling it COVID toe. He actually showed what might be a fractured toe there. So we don't know if he's going to go. The Rams right now, a one-point favorite in this game with a total of 47. Do you wait and see before you make any action on this game?
4: Depends on where you are. Because to me, if you like the Rams, you got. I would approach it from the standpoint that I believe Rodgers is going to play. okay. Do you like the Rams if Rodgers are going to play? Remember, they're coming off of a bye. They have not played particularly well in their last few games. Good opportunity to get back on track here. Um, if you like the Packers, bet the money line right now and even money. And then if, if you find out Rodgers not going to play, it's going to be a much more uh, sizable number, and hopefully you get a little lead and you can get off the game or something.
3: My opinion, the best game of the weekend is going to be in the Bay when the Vikings take on yes. the 49ers. number's been three all week in favor of the home team. Analyze the game for me, and then tell me, is it tease something you would consider? If you like the Vikings, do you tease them up to 9 or 10?
4: I would tease the Vikings up. Let's start with that one. I know I kind of transposed your yeah. question, but when you look at this matchup, I think San Francisco is going back to what they want to do well, and George Kittle being back in the offense makes a huge difference. The running game is, is what's the key for this team. If they can run the ball effectively, they've got a great chance to win this football game. And Mike, this is going to be a playoff elimination game because, remember, both these teams come in uh, as wild-card contenders in the NFC, the head-to-head is going to be so crucial down the stretch.
3: AFC North matchup, uh, Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. Right now the Ravens lane four. Do you like the Ravens to win this game? Do you like them to cover the four? Or do you think the Browns are good with the tees up through 10?
4: I think the Browns are good up with the tees because I think we're going to see a run-heavy Browns hmm. team. Nick Chubb getting the football. Uh, I do think the Ravens win this football game. And here's the problem right now when you look at this uh, – Ravens team excuse me Browns team does Baker have the confidence I know he's got the injury concerns if it's if his injuries are so bad then you've got to go to Case Keenum
3: I keep asking the question what happened to David Blau that he didn't play last week for yeah. the Lions how bad could he be and Michael Lombardi keeps asking the question how bad is Case Keenum in practice that they're still putting <laughs> Baker out there
4: it's exactly right <laughs> absolutely
3: um and then the final game on Monday night the game I referenced in my play the football team against the Seahawks, as we see money coming in on the football team, this opens Seattle 2 2 and a half. Now football team favored one one and a half. Are you at all tempted to take the Seahawks up through the 7, or do you like the football team in this spot?
4: Uh, I would take the... Ooh, that's a good question. I wouldn't touch this game, really. Uh, if I'm going to bet it, you got to take the number. If you'd like Washington, just lay, lay the 1 here. they got to win the game, basically.
3: Okay, here's a couple of would-you-rather on this Thanksgiving Thursday. Would you rather have a ticket to win MVP at ten to one on Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. I would agree with you there. This, the losses for the Rams been, were so damning yes. to this campaign, right? Absolutely. With the turnovers yeah. for, for, for Stafford. It's almost like he had a scandal. I mean he was at five to one now, but now drifting up to ten to one. Offensive rookie of the year, would you rather have Jamar Chase at plus one twenty five or Mac Jones at minus one oh five?
4: Mac Jones. I think, think that's Matt, still
3: a good as a good price right now on Mac Jones. At I do 105. because the
4: way his team is playing is going to get a lot of credibility. And here's the other thing. If the, the quarterback, Bengals quarterback, he's quarterback, it's, it's all these awards are quarterback awards. And, um, the other thing is if Cincinnati loses to the Steelers, I think it's going to be a real problem for, uh, Jamar Chase's campaign.
3: By the way, how good was this justice Jefferson in the game against the Packers? This kid is I know you talked about the year he had and he didn't win it because of Burrow, but yeah, he is an incredibly talented receiver as well.
4: Yeah, he really is. He's terrific.
3: Yeah. Um, Coach of the year, would you rather have a ticket on Bill Belichick at 5-1 to one or Cliff Kingsbury at 4-1? to one?
4: Cliff Kingsbury. And the reason is, even though it should be Belichick, Belichick won't get the credit he deserves. It'll be a guy like Kingsbury.
3: Would you rather have the Bills or the Chiefs to win the AFC at plus 350?
4: I would rather have now Kansas City Chiefs. I agree with you there
3: couple of college basketball games to close out here, I'm all Alabama against Iona. Yeah. Alabama laying 12-and-a-half, a total of 152-and-a-half.
4: Interesting matchup here. Gale's coached by Ricky Pitino. We'll, uh, see if this team can keep up with Alabama. A little bit of inconsistency. Alabama with a big roster turnover from last year. Not going to touch this basketball game. I tell you, I went through the games today, Mike. Didn't see a lot that jumped out. I liked a couple of the early morning games those have already gone, but uh, the one that was a little bit of a short number I didn't end up touching, I just was a little bit concerned, was Kansas-North Texas. KU came in as about a 14-point favorite. They're up 10 right now. But probably the game, that, aside from the Michigan State-UConn game, is going to be the game of the
3: day. Is this Loyola game going right now against Auburn? Game just underway, Arizona State and Syracuse. Syracuse was favored by two here.
4: I would have taken the orange in that one. You know, that's one thing that drives me nuts on these tournament games. You don't get them line games up early on the overnights, so you got to wait till the morning.
3: We appreciate you tuning in on Thanksgiving. You know, Amal and I are very blessed to get to do what we do you know what we do we talk about what we do anyhow exactly we watch sports and we bet sports and we talk about it and we get to come into your home and, and we have the privilege of doing so every day and we thank you for that uh amal and i both share our thanks for all the crew behind the scenes here that put these shows on on visa you might know, not know their names or faces but they're the real reason why this network is successful
4: Yeah, absolutely. To your point, I echo the same sentiments that Mike does. And I know a lot of times I can be cantankerous and difficult on air, but you know, it's just kind of part of what we do and it's fun and love working with Mike and
3: just a quick shout out to our producer, Britton and all these other guys behind the scenes. I want to close with this thought on how to observe Thanksgiving. Count your blessings instead of your crosses. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your woes. Count your friends instead of your foes. Count your smiles instead of your tears. Count your courage instead of your fears. Count your full years instead of your lean. Count your kind deeds instead of your mean. Count your health instead of your wealth. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We
0: believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: Go play.